The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to our June 2021 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers today is Jordan Cooney. Jordan Cooney, not Tyson Stockton. This is very confusing to me. Tyson happens to be gallivanting around the world He's on a vacation. It's like a two-month margarita fest. He's basically Carmen Sandiego, so Jordan has decided he would step in for us. Jordan is an SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics, and he's dug through Search Metrics' suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community, and we're lucky to have such an experienced backfill now that Tyson is off somewhere in Alaska looking for bears. All right. That said, here's our monthly sit-down with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Jordan, welcome back to Winners and Stocktons on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, I don't know. I think this was maybe one of the most prolific introductions I've had on the pod. You know, back when you graduated from being the CEO of North America for Search Metrics, into whatever the hell it is you're doing now. I know that you're running a consulting business in the SEO and and content strategy space. You know, we decided in your honor, we were going to call winners and losers, winners and coonies. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. (laughs) So I feel like it's only appropriate that now that Tyson is on his little siesta or fiesta or whatever he's doing. Hey, welcome to winners (laughs) and Stocktons, Tyson. I know you're listening to this podcast. I know you're having <laughs> you more be. fun than us. We had to do extra work because your lazy ass needed a vacation. 
I love it. I love it. I don't know if it has the same flow to it. Winners and Stockton's. Can, we can work with it this week. <laughs> winners and Tyson's. We could do winners and Tyson's. <laughs> we Whatever. can. We can. Whatever it takes. Here's Whatever a preview towards the end of the episode. Tyson, you're my loser of the month for not being here and making me record <laughs> another episode with Jordan. Jordan, you're our exactly. workhorse this month. You've been doing a ton of content. I appreciate you. And I appreciate that you dug over some of the happenings in SEO. It's been a busy month this month. We had a couple of core updates. We had Mum rolled out, Core Web Vitals action. We had, what else did we have? A page experience update. Um, for anybody who hasn't been listening to the Voices of Search podcast on the regular, give us a quick update of what happened this month. Yeah. So this month has been a busy month, right? Um, Google released their broad core update in the beginning of the month. And we've now seen a transition of that into a page experience update that's going to take like two and a half months to roll out. And we're going to expect volatility for a while now while Google figures that out. I mean, there was, a, I think, an announcement actually this week around how page experience updates are going to be something that happens over a longer period of time, that it's going to take a few months for those types of things to roll out. So this recent announcement about the page experience update taking until the end of August is then now no surprise, right? But ultimately, that has created some volatility for sites. Interestingly enough, I wouldn't say that the volatility has come in shock waves like it has for previous updates. So we've seen some page experience updates and we're starting to see, as I mentioned, the rollout of Core Web Vitals. You know, we've been talking about it a ton so far this year. Core Web Vitals are coming. Core Web Vitals are coming. And now they're kind of here. Did we actually see significant motion, significant changes in major rankings? Anything you noticed that was uh, important this month? So, yeah, Ben, on Core Web Vitals, we've, we're really still waiting to see the verdict of what that feels like and really to understand what the winners and losers of a Core Web Vitals update truly looks like. So honestly, like in order for us to be very effective in this conversation, we don't have a ton to say like, hey, this is the type of website and these are the types of scenarios that Google is coming after in this page experience update. That's not to say that we don't have tons of information and guidance and recommendations from Google. I mean, Google's done a lot of hard work to, let's say, educate the community on what to expect or what their expectations is probably the better terminology from Google in terms of core web vitals, page experience, performance scores. We can lump those all into one there. What we have seen is a little bit of volatility from the recent core update. And there have been some winners and losers, certainly from that two-week update that was in the beginning of the month. All right. So remind me the core update. What did we actually see that happened? What was this update? Yeah. So the core update was focused on really content quality. And then, you know, that's typically what the core updates are touting is, is a broad sweeping focus on spam or low quality or thin content scenarios. And so we've seen some larger sites get dinged that have not met the threshold of content quality. All right. So Google runs through their algorithm and says, this is what people are doing to game the system. We're going to chop some heads off, make sure that we understand what the bad content is, and we're going to push it down the algorithm. So who did we see get hurt this month and who did we see that picked up some market share? Yeah. So some of the sites that we saw get hurt this month are websites like 
The Balance, right? The Balance is a website that is focused on financial recommendations, very similar to a nerd wallet scenario. We saw a little bit of softness in these types of editorial content-based websites. Another one that we saw softness in and post the Broadcore update is, is a website called whattoexpect.com. So anyone who's a parent is probably very familiar with that book. This website also is a big content hub. And again, in these scenarios, in both of these scenarios, far-reaching sets of content that don't have the same quality as their competitive set have hurt these sites in, in this broad core update. Why were these the sites that were impacted by the broad core update? You mentioned what to expect. That seems like a relatively reputable site. I assume that their content is you know relatively good. What was it about what to expect specifically that uh, caused them to drop down the rankings? I chose both these examples strategically because they are high quality, highbrow, really well-produced content sites. And quite frankly, I would recommend these sites to people. I'd recommend you go check them out. The reality is that the parts of their sites that got hit were areas that didn't have the real value that they're trying to convey. Tagged or categorized content pages, for example. This is a historical problem that's happened for a lot of like WordPress websites. Also really low value content where maybe the site was trying to build an experience that isn't fully flushed out. This is a common occurrence where Google has to go through and figure out, this is a high quality site. I want to maintain them in a really high rank position, but I do want to get rid of garbage or junk that may have surfaced in the way that they've built or grown their site and and content. You mentioned the relic of WordPress sites. So basically pages that are just tag pages or category pages with thin content. It seems like that's what was pulled out of these websites as opposed to the underlying content that is still valuable. That's correct. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of other losers in our list are the lowbrow, junky, spammy, syndicate websites. We don't necessarily need to name them here, but I can tell you that that's the easier thing for Google to come after. This scenario that we're highlighting here is the tough stuff. And this is where got to give some credit to Google. It's like, how do you course correct for a site that's made something that doesn't have a lot of value, but you still want to keep the site's authority high. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. 
That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. All right. So if there are these spammy websites, thin content that are not driving a lot of value, they get punished site-wide. Then there's your, you know, relatively reputable sites, the what to expecting site where, hey, they got a couple too many category pages, a couple too many tag cloud pages. We're just going to strip those out. That means that there's some market share to be picked up. So who takes up the space? Who fills the vacuum in the void? Ah, excellent question, Ben. So, You know, what we've noticed is that there's a huge amount of positive gains to websites that I would call instructional. They provide a very useful set of content, but not a really like highbrow, high authority type uh, piece of content. So good examples of these sites are dictionary or definition type websites. And we saw some really strong gains from websites like that. We also saw some positive gains from websites like Wikipedia, which by all means is Google's default crutch when they don't have something to put into the SERP. And so I'd say that those are the sites that typically saw some material gains from this broad update. And that doesn't surprise me because they're safe bets. When you take somebody out, you have to put somebody else in. And those are typically the safe conservative bets that that Google will make uh, in terms of websites. So Google relies on their crutches. Hey, we need some educational content to be a filler. Wikipedia has a page for virtually everything. Maybe dictionary.com. We're just going to define some terms instead of actually put more opinion type content in its place. Now, I'm assuming that means that down the road, Google's going to figure out who the right replacement is for these specific keywords where there has been a void that was created. And does that mean that Wikipedia dictionary.com, whatever the filler that Google is relying on, will see a dip down the road? Great question, Ben. And absolutely, I think so. As Google continues to refine their update, but also identify new players in the market, new content types that might be relevant, we'll see a positive transition from these kind of, let's call them filler spots for now, to more useful pieces of content. Another crutch that Google often leans on, but oddly enough, in this case, they didn't go in that direction, is uh, YouTube, right? I mean, there's there's a video for everything. And the reality is that they didn't go in that direction here, which I'm actually kind of grateful for because I think it helps us to better understand how to, to manage expectations within our content portfolio. And content portfolio goes beyond the actual text that's being written by your writers and and teams, it goes into the way that the experience is connected to the content. So how do you collect the content? How do you categorize the content? How do you tag the content? How do you create structure behind your content? Those are the aspects that really saw a shift in this core update. All right, let's get to the meat and the bones here. When we think about who are the biggest winners and losers this month, talk to me about some of the companies that you saw that made the biggest shift and who do you think was the biggest winner of the month? So the biggest winner, uh, hands down, was, was Wikipedia for sure. I'd say that there's a collection of authoritative brands that come into some of the slots in second and third place, including a couple of Amazon brands, including Amazon.com and IMDb, which IMDb by all standards is also kind of like a directory type record site, you know, like Wikipedia, like a dictionary.com. And then the, the next bucket of real winners as a collective group are the informational websites like vocabulary.com and you know Britannica.com, MarianWebster.com, these kind of instructional type websites. Those are definitely the winners. 
I'm going to go off the reservation. I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to change it up. You know who's my winner of the month? Tell it to me. VP of services at Search Metrics, Tyson Stockton. <laughs> yeah, I know I said you're a loser, Tyson. But you worked hard, and I think you actually earned your vacation. I hope you're having a good time while you're traveling around. And I sadly am picturing you running around in one of those Borat bikinis in like Iceland or something, having the time of your life. Oh, I have to get that image out of my head. But our dear buddy who's been doing winners and losers for multiple years finally got a break. Jordan Tyson's my winner of the month. Let's move on. Who are your losers of the month? Yeah, so losers for the month. I'd say that there's an interesting collection here of lower value websites that are essentially kind of spamming the internet. They don't actually have anything that's super valuable to provide the online community. And, you know, there's a bunch of these. I'd say that the the other the other real clear losers here that we haven't talked about that's really interesting are the Lyric websites. So genius.com, lyric.com. Again, what is the usefulness of this if Google's already putting a answer box with the lyrics at the top of the page? Why not create some diversity in the rest of the ranking so you can move those sites down and bring up, say, an artist website, bring up, say, a record labels website. So that's kind of one of the things that we we also saw have a little bit of transition. And then I'd say the hands down Number one, biggest loser, winner takes all uh, scenario here for this recent update would be medium.com. So medium.com had a pretty significant downturn here. But I think that this is a trend where Google's trying to figure out whether or not this form of informational content has some validity in, in Google search. I'm going to say that Google is our loser of the month, not because the algorithm changes weren't valid, but honestly, I'm a little disappointed. We've been hearing all this sort of lead up to core web vitals this month and how it's coming. And it it really seems like they kind of slowly let the air out of the balloon. Maybe this is the right strategic play, but to be honest with you, as a content creator, as somebody that's in the industry, I'm just a little disappointed. We've all been waiting for these big changes to come. We've all been working hard, making sure that our sites are optimized and ready for core web vitals. And then when it comes, when the launch is there, it was like just a peep. Didn't really make a difference. Let's just focus on the core algorithm update. So Google's my loser of the month. (laughs) Yeah, Ben, I get a feeling that every time we do this update, Google's your loser. So (laughs) now that's not true. Google, we love you. You keep us in business. Right. Only 11 of the 12 months, Google's been your loser. That's all right. That's not, you know, take it easy on them on Christmas. Exactly. Except when they do a core algorithm update. Anyway, Jordan. In December, yes. You've performed fantastically. Congratulations on doing your first winners and Stocktons on the Voices <laughs> of Search podcast. All right. That wraps up this episode of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, an SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com.
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Hrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Hrefs because they just launched their Hrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.